Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, go follow me now. Just look at your phone, get your phone out. I know you're listening on your phone. <laughs> get out the Instagram app and follow me uh, at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous both on Instagram and Twitter. If you're listening to this show on a podcast app, which most of you are, make sure to Subscribe to my show as well as if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my show there as well. And even if you're not on YouTube, if you want to comment on the episodes, uh, go over to YouTube, subscribe to my show and comment on the episode. That's what I love about YouTube. I love posting my shows there because I get in conversations with people about them. So if you want to comment on an episode, go over there. I comment back to every comment. At least I try to. Uh, I also have a Patreon, which I'm going to give a shout out to my Patreon on this episode because this is Fetish Fridays and uh, it's an episode about pantyhose and I do have a whole tier dedicated just to hosers. That's what I call my guys that have a pantyhose fetish. They are my hosers. I have a whole tier dedicated just to hosers with hoser content, a lot of Really super interesting stuff. I also have a cross-dressing tier I just started because I have a lot, like a big following in both of those fetishes, like a lot of guys that are into cross-dressing, a lot of guys that are into pantyhose. So if you're listening to this episode and you want more extra content, go join my Patreon. We do a lot of fun stuff th there, including like a contest. You're going to hear about one of the contests when picks stop, people submitted some picks. You're going to hear about that on this episode. But if you want to join any one of those tiers on my Patreon, go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. There will be a link to all of that in my description. If you want to be on the show because you have an interesting fetish, that you want to talk about that maybe I haven't spoke talked about before or one that I have and you just have your own unique story, which is always the case, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go to Instagram or Twitter, follow me at strictanonymous and click uh, and DM me there. You could do that. You could also call in and leave an anonymous confession on my anonymous confessions phone line 24-7 that number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Now I have on today Pantyhose King. That's his name. That's also the name of his website that was super successful many years ago. He built it up and built it big. He had a big forum going on there. He talks about that. And he just recently started it back up again, as well as started his own podcast. So now his website is pantyhoseking.com. That's his website if you want to check it out and join that forum. He started that back up again. But he also started a podcast all about the pantyhose fetish, which with another one of my hosers named McShear, they have their own pantyhose. I'm actually on their podcast. So you could go listen to them interview me after you listen to me interview the pantyhose king on this episode. You're going to want to go over to their podcast and hear me over there. Their podcast is called Tights Frame of Mind, a pantyhose podcast that is on any podcast app. You could find it there. 
Uh, I will have links to it in my description as well as a link to his website. In this episode, we talk about his pantyhose fetish. We talk about how he turned that into a money-making situation. When I say a money-making situation, I mean he fucking escorted himself. And it didn't happen. Like, he didn't intentionally go out and say, oh, I'm going to start hooking up with guys for money while I wear pantyhose. It just sort of came about. Pantyhose King is gay. He talks all about that angle as well, as well as the fact of that first rich guy who showed up and offered him some cash for a BJ and how he said yes, and then kept doing it. And then he started to do massages for guys. And he talks all about the different guys that he used to see. He talks about what they wanted him to do while wearing pantyhose what he enjoyed about it and why it turned him on. Uh, He does talk uh, about the straight guys who hooked up with him on the DL as well as the gay guys who were hooking up with him on the DL. And he has a lot to say about gay marriage and how sometimes it's quote unquote open, but not really. (laughs) And then we talk again about his pantyhose fetish as well as the celebrities that kind of outed themselves by joining his pantyhose king website he doesn't give names but there were times where big known people showed up on his website and he knew who they were and they had that pantyhose fetish the same one you have if you're listening to this he knows he's in the know because of his site he was very out and proud this was a guy that has been wearing pantyhose which with his face and pics he is who he is he fucking owns it he's very masculine looking he does talk about that whole aspect to wearing and that he looks masculine and how he felt about that and you get a lot more about his backstory too if you want if you join my pan at my patreon because he did call in before and gave me more information about his pantyhose fetish, how he became the pantyhose king. But you're going to get enough info on this one. Uh, if you want to know more, join my Patreon. J- listen to them on their podcast, Pantyhose King and McShear. Go check out his website, thepantyhoseking.com, and listen to this episode because it's fascinating. Okay, so I'm going to be right back on with Pantyhose King, with the Pantyhose King. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Panios King, the Panios King. Hello. Hi, welcome back. What is your name again? What's your name? Like, is there a name or we just call you Panios King? Um, I, I, Panios King is what, like the formal one, but you can just call me King or you can just call me, uh, you know. I like, like King. I think King's easier because it's, yeah. Yeah, PK. I used to have a friend who owned, PK works. Yeah, PK. I used to have a friend who owned porn shops like back in the day when Forty Second Street, like they had them there, and we called him PK. It was Porn King, <laughs> the Porn King. Uh, but <laughs> so you're the pantyhose king. You had a very successful website a long time ago. You know that you started a while ago, and then for some reason you shut it down. We did a lot of the backstory on the website and all that kind of stuff in. Mm-hmm. The first episode, I will put a link to this to that episode in the description of this one. Um, but you are getting it, or it is again up and running, correct? That's it, why we're doing it. Is actually by the time I'm sure by the time this airs, it yes. will be online and it will be. There's a lot of stuff happening with it. In fact, that is directly connected to you. Um, I've partnered up with another guest on your show. Uh, we'll be doing a project together. So, uh, that's, uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And, uh, it's, it's in the, it's in the, uh, the, you know, the creative stages, uh-huh. but, uh, microphones purchased and Yay. things are happening. Yeah, there's a definite need for it out there. You know, there is this big niche thing. And I always felt like, oh, I could do a whole podcast just on that, you know. Um, but I can't because my show is like has a variety of stuff. That's why I brought in my Fetish Fridays recently because I needed to get that real fetishy content out there that's more niche, but still has a large audience, you know, without it making it just strictly that, you know. But you can right. make an epi- a podcast just about pantyhose and gain a very large audience there's a you know there's a lot of people out there you know we're talking about the world when you're thinking about a podcast you could get you know the sky's the limit as far as how many people find your show so i think that that's super smart and when you guys are up and running you'll come on my show and we'll promote the shit out of it 
Yes, we will. And you're going to come on as a guest one time because I swear we oh. just we, we, we got to have you on for like a game or something. Oh, like, my I know God. You don't so fun. Share the info. No, no, no. But I would love it. it. And I'll promote my show on your show and my Patreon. Yes, it's all good. We all help each other out. And I would love to come on when you do it. So that's super exciting. So you're going to do the podcast with the website. Why don't you give out the website again? It or, will be pantyhostking.com yeah. mm-hmm. is the site. And all one word. And once uh, we get the podcast up and running, it will be linked through there. And, uh, and uh, you know, if there's uh, any other stuff that's happening, it will be on the site as well. And I will keep posting. So now your deal is this, Pantyhose King. You are a gay man. I'm a gay. Who is into hoes. Yes, you I should am. be the pantyhose queen. I don't know why you're a fucking king. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> the problem is, is that I feel like only the queens would get the joke. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. But yes, it is interesting that you're the pantyhose king. So tell me, uh, when did you first know that you were into pantyhose? So the first time that I that I knew was when I wore them. But when I first was, I got the the uh, interest in them. It was in third grade. They had done a school play where half of the class, like we're talking the entire class, like one half got to do one play and the other half got to do the other. I was in the half that didn't get to do the play with pantyhose. They were doing like a, a Robin Hood type thing. Uh-huh. And I remember being coming back from recess and seeing half of the school's boys in like shiny white pantyhose walking towards class. And I remember thinking, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the word for fuck back then, but it was like along the lines like, fuck, I wish I was in that class. And right. I just was enamored. So the first thing I did was find a pair of my mother's and try them on. And I probably had a massive erection. But when you're nine, it's not really something you you take note of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time puberty hit, uh, once I discovered masturbation, that was a big hook in. And then once I discovered leg shaving, that was it. Like. It was it was done. It was written. Right. But let me ask you this, because you're home and you're you're stealing your mom's stuff and, you know, you're young and you're living with your parents. Does anyone ever catch you? Oh, oh yes. Yes, I was caught. It was um, the first one was like pretty bad because I think my parents were just concerned about like they knew the inevitable. Like they're very accepting and they knew I was gay. But I think they were just worried about me having a hard time. And also Mm -hmm. it was the nineties. They don't, you know, they didn't know they're not, you know, they, they couldn't be mind readers, but eventually what did end up happening was because I didn't get a job until I was about 16. Yeah. I would, I would, you know, I would steal them. And then I stopped because, you know, I knew I would get found out because my mom was able to find anything that I hid in my room. Like we're talking like, (laughs) like she was a super sleuth. (laughs) Well, and that, and she had met, like OCD cleaning. So yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. just knew. Like, yeah. I couldn't beat her. But I eventually started buying my own. And then when she asked me about them, like one day she came in and she was like, what are these? And she held them up. And I was like, oh, what the hell do you think they are, mom? Like, come on. Right, right. How old were you then? I was 17 when I did that. I mean, it, you get to a point where if, you know, she's finding everything. Like, I remember I went to Books a Million and bought like one of those exercise magazines because this was pre-internet. Yeah. And it was those male exercise magazines where it's just a bunch of oiled up guys like taking pictures of them doing sit-ups and stuff. Oh, and and I didn't it was clearly like, you know, Forget yeah, it was like, it was basically like, yeah, fitness, but these fitness magazines were di- ridiculous in a sense that like they're showing off like the bathing suits on the beach and like it's yeah, it was clear knew. what it was. Meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew what they were doing. That's so interesting. They marketed it as like a gym thing, but like someone like you and guys, you know, were were it was porn. Yep, exactly. And it still is. If you go and look through the sections, like you'll see men's health, men's health, and then you look at the slightly like seedier ones. And I can promise you, the, the seedier you get, the more workout like flipouts they'll have like on a. You know, just guys who happen to be hairless and oiled up working out because that's necessary, right, to to show an exercise routine. (laughs) But it's interesting that someone knew to put them in like exercise gear or that shiny stuff. It's like, were they also wearing not so much pantyhose, but like leggings or tights because they knew that that little angle was going on as well or no? Well, no, not in those magazines. No, but they did. There was a very specific like it seemed like none of them had any body hair whatsoever. Right. None. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. And I th- that that's deliberate because you know there's just a 
it, it just sort of imitates the Playboy look, you know? Yeah. And is that when you started to shave your legs or did you do that? Did, that you was when I started. Because of, because of those guys in the magazine? Um, the guys in the magazines. And I remember my mom had a, uh, like a kind of a guy that came around and was like a handyman and he shaved his legs. And I remember being like, <laughs> okay. How could you tell he like a- came over in shorts and his legs were shaved? Like you could just see he had no hair. I am like Rain Man when it comes to guys who shave their legs. Like, <laughs> I can spot it from across the room. Oh, my God, funny. Like, like, and then once I, if I saw it in high school, like, other guys, you know, like, the ones who did it, like, you know, the athletes, like, it was, like, like, hooked. I, I mean, I, it's, like, it's a useless talent number 50, I think, for me. <laughs> no, not for a guy who likes that shit. It's not useless for you. It might be useless for somebody else. But let me ask you this. Now, because I'm not a guy. So I don't know. I mean, are there any, what are the reasons why a guy would shave his legs that don't have to um, do with like putting on a pantyhose? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could call that number 247. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. What would the reasons be? Yeah. I mean, basically, You're a guy. I would, they, they, they say sports, but I think honestly, it comes down to people like how it looks and feels. That's oh, it. okay. So why do they say sports? I mean, I'm just curious because I don't even know this question. I have so many guy friends I've never even asked because I didn't think that many guys shave their legs. Um, so so what is it about sports to play? Is there something if you shave your legs that make you more agile or something? I don't know. There there has been uh, like some sort of like possibly anecdotal, but it hasn't really been proven evidence that there's less wind resistance and water resistance if you shave when you're like biking or swimming, but to be, it's all the footballers, you know, like do it too. And it's, let's face it. It's to show off your nice legs. I mean, (laughs) and guys have really guys have better looking legs than women. I had that, you know, huge pantyhose uh, contest and I was like fucking Mm -hmm. shocked at the legs. And I was like, these legs are better than, you know, 95% of the females out there. And Diane Hansen was saying that's typically the way that it goes. You know, men's muscle tone is different than women. You guys have natural muscle tone. You know, we have to like work out at the gym to really keep the shape and, you know, and, and have those kind of curves in our legs that you guys have naturally. Um, so I think yeah, that men have nice legs. Yeah, that testosterone is a is a pretty helpful uh, hormone for developing muscles. Um, and and by the way, that was a very funny episode where you had your girlfriends come on and uh, <laughs> the way they critiqued and 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 how they changed when they realized that it was men. It was so funny. <laughs> Wasn't that great? I was so mad that the sound got so fucked up because nobody knew I was doing that. They, and there was one girlfriend there. That was my sister, my cousin, but one woman that was there too. She was my friend. She didn't want to get involved. She didn't want to be on. And and I wound up whispering to her while it was happening what was going on. And she couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, you're so stupid to not get involved. Like, And they had no idea. Like I said, I cut out they the hands. Clueless. I cut out the hands. I printed the pictures. I cut out the hands so they wouldn't see. And they, yeah. they had no idea. And that was what was so interesting interesting about that episode to me that they believe that every single one of those pictures was female legs and they the nerve of them to be putting some of them down i mean like their legs aren't as nice as half those pictures you know it girls was, are just catty it was an interesting dichotomy right because it sort of shows us like it's it's interesting how people will judge somebody based on what they think they're seeing versus what they're seeing 
Exactly. And like you said, when they changed and they saw, you know what I mean? It was a whole different story and they felt totally different. And I felt like that was like the interesting part of doing it that way. And that's what I wanted. I mean, I did, I wound up going and and critiquing them myself. I did another episode where I did it just knowing, you know, but I thought this was an interesting angle because I like that kind of psychological mind fuck too, to see what is the difference when you think that they're women's legs, if they're men, you know, and will you, you know, look at them differently. And I think that they did. um, They did. And if it makes you even feeling better, there was, there were guys who got off on being critiqued (laughs) like poorly, like they, they enjoyed it. (laughs) So it's win-win. That's where the pantyhose King persona came from was I had a guy, uh, who was interested in treating me as though I was royalty and that I was to treat him as though he was a subject and to degrade him. And it sort of stuck. I mean, it was, you know, cause when I was, uh, when I, I, before I had the nickname, I was just, um, you know, another online guy that was just, you know, posting pics online with my face that made me stand up. But I've had guys uh, write me back then. The guy wrote me and insisted to call me your majesty and all this stuff. And at first I was like, is this like me taking advantage of somebody or you know, just helping them come quicker? Yeah, you know, I have a a, a, a fan who gets very uh, twisted, not slayer. What's the fucking right word? He gets very uh, upset about BDSM calls and he wants to go off on the dom and he's doing something to, and he just uh, can't get it through his thick fucking head that these subs, this is what they're looking for. No one's taking advantage of everyone. And I make sure of that. I wouldn't have somebody on who's like abusing people for no reason. This is what, it's mutually consensual. And some people just cannot wrap their head around it, you know? And it blows Mm -hmm. my mind because like, duh you know these are grown ass adults um and like you said and but i mean you were like it's very i totally understand how you were like even in the beginning like wait a second like i don't want to really hurt someone or do something you know but it's what they want yeah and i learned that there was not like the line was not set by by me it was set by them and yes there were moments like i had guys like and this is where things i was got crazy i had one guy write me from france and he was like I want to buy you a ring. I'm getting married in two weeks. I want to buy you a ring just to do it. And, you know, tell me to buy you a ring and pick out the ring and do this. And I got a really nice ring and I never heard from him again after that. So like, it's there, there is, there is a, a fetish for everything. So you can never be like, oh, well, one thing is this, one thing is that, because people work out their stuff in interesting ways. Yeah, totally. So when did you meet like that guy who, coined the you know you're the pantyhose king i mean or let's go back i mean was that early on or because i want to kind of that well that was about uh 2007 so a while back yeah but so but you're so you're in high school you get caught by your mom you know and you know that you like these things you're already out at being gay at that point too um i had not come out until a couple of years later but i was certainly not you know uh afraid of being seen as it I guess if that makes any sense right now what about your hose wearing like during that time were you out well, and about with it or are you still just wearing private no. I would wear it in private I didn't wear it out and about because it was just I, I you know I wasn't that secure as a teenager yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, of course you know, but um I went to college and it was sort of like put into dormancy when I had a roommate because you can't do anything with a dormant you know like there's just no privacy. But the second I got my own, ha- like we rented a house off campus and I yeah. had my own room, mm-hmm. it came back right. and it resumed. And then when I lived alone after I graduated college, I lived by myself and living by myself, I, I, I it started to explore like taking pictures of myself and posing. And, and that's sort of where the, the internet, you know, thing came in. I was, you know, going online and, and posting pictures of myself in forums and people were able to recognize me because I posted my face, which was not a common thing. And it still is not a common thing. And, exactly. uh, you know, guys posting themselves online. So like I said before, it's, I think that's what made me identifiable. And, uh, you know, plus like, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger dude and, uh, you know, like most of the guys try to look feminine or want to look feminine. Whereas I'm not going to really look it mm-hmm. like, if a girl was built like me, people would probably be like, oh, that's unfortunate. You know, it's just kind of, 
she's a, yeah, she's yeah. a you know built like a linebacker. So yeah. you know, I, I looked masculine because I look masculine, and that's sort of I think what people just assumed I was going to be—that I was the dom or I was aggressive—and and and that was certainly what was pushed on to me. And I I decided, okay, boom, let's see how it works. And for a while there, I mean, like that's what I did before I started the site. Like I would just like order these dudes around and they loved it and it was a lot of fun and uh that was sort of the evolution of it um you know kind of getting my persona uh, uh if you will mm-hmm. but also feeding your fetish i mean you you really were oh, able to right i mean because you know you're there you were what a quick question because you did say that like you didn't look feminine and most of the time people wearing hose they want that was there a time in your life before you realized that it this all worked for you and you were totally fine where you wanted or wished you were more feminine or were you totally cool with being like this masculine looking dude that was wearing hose that was fine never wanted to look more feminine Mm -hmm. um it just was not something that i had even like considered because i never like i I just never it's not that i think anything's wrong with it yeah it just wasn't for me Mm -hmm. and I, i i kind of i was i was very lucky in a sense to be comfortable with what i was dealt Yeah, I think that that's great. And that's probably why you, you know, sort of rose to the top and found a little uh, a place for yourself and became the pantyhose king because that set you apart. It it did. It did. And it allowed me to sort of experiment with things that I never would have before. Like, for instance, like I've actually made money off of escorting involving pantyhose uh, in. Oh, tell uh, me more. Okay, well, the first time I ever did it was I had moved to my town uh, that I live in now, and it's a very uh, swanky place, let's say. Um, and I get a notification on Grinder, and it's the, you know, and I post. I'm always wearing pantyhose in my Grinder uh, stuff. Uh-huh. The guy writes and he says, "I'd like to wear pantyhose with you. Can you come over?" And I said, "Well, you know, he's like in his 60s," and I was like, "You're not really my type, but you know, thanks anyway." He's like, "Well, I'm generous," and I said, "Well, good for you." Yeah. He goes, no, I'm generous. I was like, congratulations. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, and he goes, no, I'm trying to tell you I would pay you money to do this. And I was like, oh, well, how much were we talking here? He was like, $500 to let me blow you in pantyhose. And I was like, where do you live? <laughs> and uh, went to this guy's uh, house. It was like, this guy was ungodly rich. Like, this was his winter home. Mm-hmm. And he we had fun he showed me all the pictures of him with president obama and uh oh my god his showers the size of my my kitchen yeah and this guy was this guy was so like he was so rich that he goes do you need money to get gas money to get home and i was like well sure that'd be nice i guess and he goes yeah. is a hundred dollars enough to get gas like and, and live like 10 miles away yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like yeah <laughs> Yeah, it will be. So I I started doing that kind of stuff. I I had uh, I wore pantyhose and gave guys massages, and it you know it wasn't like it wasn't anything that was you know career any. I'm not claiming that I was some sort of top end you know escort, but I, I made some spending money, and there was something really fun in that, like getting paid to indulge your fetish. I was like, ah, pinch me. Uh, this is a uh, I'm feeling very very lucky to do that. And was but, there something um, hot about got, it? Like the exchange of money? Oh, Did yeah, that I even mean, add to it? It's kind of like, and there could be that angle for some people, I think. I think that if you aren't like a little bit like, like a little bit charged up when somebody says like, I think you're so attractive, I want to pay you. I, yeah. I think it's flattering, even if it's, you know, in, it, it, the only time it's not flattering is when, you know, somebody writes up and they're like, hey, I have $5, you want a blowjob, you know? <laughs> right. But when somebody's like, I'll pay you, I, I, you know, I'll pay you uh, $500 to blow you. Yeah. I don't know if any guy will be turning down that. I mean, I, are you kidding? Yeah. Close your eyes and think about something else. Now, did you ever go, <laughs> did you, you know, continue to see that guy and, you know, for I did, I did see him a few more times when he came back, but the, the best part was, um, I go to, I go to, uh, I can say this, uh, I, I would go to the University of Miami games with my dad and they have that kiss cam yeah. set up, you know, where they, they show people to get her together and kissing. And uh, I'm assuming he was some sort of like money donor because they showed him and his wife and <laughs> they, they, 
they kissed and it was the most awkward kiss like he he did like jazz hands and like leaned in and pecked her and i remember thinking like i wish i could say to my dad that that that, that just is not true but i realized that would be a little too much oh you know, my like, god hey by the way <laughs> oh my was he a public I, uh, figure did you know him? or he was just like a you know a money guy that nobody would know um, he was ready for the reason why I figured he was a money guy was because a he had it, but b he um he was he, pre- he was prepared. Like when the kiss cam came on him, he was watching the kiss cam and right. was like he was ready to go. Like right, right, right. Uh, whereas you can see some people when they get on the kiss cam, like they don't even notice that they're on it and right, they just sit there. But so he was it, a it just makes. Yeah. I mean, he'd been to all these uh White House dinners. Figure. He, you know, and he's in the nice parts of the, the the stands. I figured it was a pre-planned thing. Yeah. And now what was his deal? Would he wear hose too and blow you while you're wearing them? I mean, yes. what was the situation he was into? Yeah, he, he wore, I wore, he popped a hole and, and gave me a blowjob. And uh, I, I grinded on him a little bit. And it was, uh, you know, it was like a little weird only because, I get there and there's like this giant portrait of his family in him in the master bedroom. And I'm like, okay, that I could have, I'm like thinking to myself, can we like turn that around? Or, oh my you know? God. I know early on in my show, I was taping a caller with my co-host at the time. And as I'm taping the caller, he's sending me, pictures of his rendezvous and these threesomes that he had with this girl and this other guy that they met and you know and I'm like so I'm looking he's sending them and we're talking about this while the conversation and I'm looking in the background I'm like you know I I'm always looking at those other things you know I'm like who the fuck is on the wall and like oh my god who are these people and it's like his family members and everything it's just like oh my god if they only knew <laughs> what's going oh, on that's, right no, now see, that's the that's the worst when you see that when you see like <laughs> oh. some like a picture of like some they're like like six-year-olds like class picture hanging on the wall and like <laughs> really really right. so did it ever go any farther with him or did he just blow you did you ever blow him or anything else like that or was it just him servicing you he was like a total sub a total sub um it's uh and the thing about it was is for me and it, the way that i viewed it was like if i'm gonna suck a dick like uh i'm not gonna go like i'm not gonna lowball and uh i just wouldn't do it and i and and I sort of kind of kept my base. I was like, okay, well, that's my going rate. Like, if you want me, to, if you want to blow me in pantyhose, it's five hundred dollars. And if I don't, and if I start to go below that, then I'm not going to continue. And I there were, but the massage stuff was really crazy. There was this one time where this guy came over, and I was going to give him massage and pantyhose, and he was going to wear two. And this guy walks in, and when I'm talking like model hot, mm-hmm. like this, like that I hot. was, I was like fucking like movie star chiseled ridiculous like hot yeah and i was like you want to pay me money to 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 like give you a massage and pantyhose i was like he's like yeah and i was like well just so you know like i i do it for free if you know like (laughs) and he's he said no i prefer it this way it was the strangest thing this Mm -hmm. gorgeous dude who was just had to keep it like monetary so again it goes back to like you can never really be sure what's going on with people uh, and or that they're being degraded because then maybe a lot of people would assume paying to get a massage is is you know desperate or something that you would do if you yes. can't get sex. But this, trust me, this guy should not have had any issues. Yeah, there was I that was, whole. I was, I was. No, go on. Sorry. Hmm? No, go on. What was that? No, 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 no. That's. Uh, what was the what that was that whole or what? what no, no, no. I was just going to say there was that whole story of that famous uh, football owner. He was a he owned a football team, the Miami. I don't know. And they caught him at a happy ending place and the fucking jokes that were going around. And I'm oh, like, yeah. And- you remember? Yeah. Remember? And they're like, yeah, "What the yes. fuck? What a loser!" Like, what? You know, he could get he could get anyone he wants. Like, what is he doing there? But like, I don't know because I live in New York. I know like very wealthy 
people, you know, you come across them more because I live here, right? And there's t- tons of them around. And so I, and I know that they get happy endings. And these are guys that could get anyone they want because they have that much money, but they're not doing it out of desperation. It's like sometimes right. it's just because it's close, because uh, they know how to give a hand it's job, like because it's food. easy. It's just a release. It's not like that, that guy's not a loser that he's doing it. It's just like a, you know, it's, it is what it is, but a lot of people do it. And it's not for the reasons why some people think and you like you're yeah, just proving because, that. yeah yeah because i was i was i was flummoxed i, I could not believe that this i mean w- when i say like one of the most gorgeous men that i've bar none that i've been with period i was i i i mean i was at the point where i was like i don't know if i want to be the less attractive one in the room but it's you know, like, <laughs> like in this Panny situation king doesn't want to not be the king but in that situation that guy might be like, yeah. how did he find you i mean how did you start doing these massages for money did you start posting ads or something um i it, there i got really good at but basically with and here's the thing for any like guys who are out there who want to like hook up with pantyhose if you include it in your profile mm-hmm. you're gonna get people asking you uh that you know they see it and it, it sort of it, it works itself out like it is not hard to steer the conversation so that's what i would do people would write and say like Oh, I, you know, I love pantyhose. I've always wanted to wear them with another guy. And then, uh, you know, you could just sort of feel it out. You could tell that if they were going to be like right away, whether or not they just assumed that because they were pantyhose, they they think you want them too. There's the guys like that who write and they're like, I'll come over and you can give me a pair of pantyhose and I'll try them on for you. And they're like 82 years old. And you're like, that's cool. Thanks. But, yeah. you know, yeah. thanks for, you know, the enticing offer. But, uh, you know. No, I don't thanks. really know if I want to give you like an expensive pair of pantyhose for you to try on and dance for me. Right, uh, right, right. Grandpa. So you can sort of tell and, and just feel it out. And that's basically what happened. I would get guys who would say like, I've always wanted to like, you know, lay with another guy. And then I'd say well, like, I well, I have given massages before. And they're like, tell me more. And the second you say like, I give massages. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's code for a happy ending. How, what's your price? I'll come over, you know, good to go. It's mm-hmm. transactional. Exactly. And some people are looking for that for whatever reason. It's efficiency. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's uh, it makes sense. I mean, like, this is America, right? It's sort of, you know, <laughs> if I want it now and I want it, you know, cheap. <laughs> so. And quick. I mean, I mean you I, know? I mean, my friend told me, one of my guy friends who was always talking about his fucking happy endings and stuff, and because he, he traveled the world and he got them all over and he'd always talk. And he'd show me these two hand movements, like back and forth, each hand going in the opposite direction. He'd be like, he was always <laughs> trying to tell me, like, there's nothing like a uh, good hand job. Nothing beats it. You know, and I think that these women that do it also do it really well. He was like, trust yeah, me. Yeah, as know? I were. It, and we're assuming that the ones that do it, we're talking about here, the ones that are choosing to do it rather than the ones who are trafficked. Exactly. Um, yes, please. Let's make that point. But wait, so now that guy, the really hot one, did you take mm-hmm. it any further? Like wh- how would, what would happen no. during your massage? Would you just massage him? Would you jerk him off at the end? Like what went down with yeah. the hot guy? Massaged him and then jerked him off. And then he was just visiting town and I never saw him again. And a lot of these guys are visiting towns, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they're not here for long. And I, you know, and it makes sense. They're, they're out of town. They're not going to get in trouble. They can, you know, actively, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying they all are cheating, but they all have some sort of life that they're trying to keep separate for it for whatever reason. And uh, many of them, they come in and I never see them again. And then there's a few that I have like you know had a you know repeat uh incidents with and whatnot but as i you know that was like six seven years ago and i know that i'm 40 i just feel like i'm gonna bow out gracefully before it becomes like a demeaning thing right because then if you start making bargains, that's when I feel like it's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. And listen, nowadays, I think what's great is there's OnlyFans. There's all these other play- ways to monetize, especially what you do. So you could take that money yeah. that you're getting there and you could get it like, you know, you've you've. Yeah, you started the website and I'm, you know, you're going to start a podcast like you could generate the money there and then not necessarily have to do that. But I don't know that. I mean, just because you're 40, I don't know. Men, men, well, no, I well, mean, you know, that you're so out of the picture. 
I know it's not so much that. I mean, like, and, and if I'm being honest with myself, I do. I, I know that I like I, my parents have like we have good genes. I don't mm-hmm. look it. Yeah. But I just I wanted to make sure that like I wasn't, you know, that I was stepping out. Because it's it. I don't have any negative, you know, uh, associations with it. Yeah. And I'd rather like be able to look back on it fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not actively pursuing it. Now, if somebody hits me up and asks for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to like, you know, go on the hunt or, you know, try to like try to push it as far as I did before. And this was before OnlyFans, too, as well. Like when right. OnlyFans happened, uh, th- you know, that changed everything. But up until then, I mean, I had to create a website to be my OnlyFans. Like, exactly. It's weird. Right. That's being... what you were doing, though. But that, and that's right. That's, yeah. That was the way to go. That was the way to make yeah. money then. It was the only way. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a roundabout way of doing it, but it was the only way to do it. I mean, this kind of the thing about being like my I'm a you know I graduated in 2000, so I'm the digital to analog like 100. percent Like when yeah. I was a kid, we had phones in the wall, and I yeah. watched you know like laser discs <laughs> yeah. happen and go away, and you know I was uh, in college before like when a time when internet was not a necessity, and by mm-hmm. the time I graduated, it was. So there's so much changing, you know, yeah. with like how you can market yourself yeah yeah totally it's crazy i was i have a six-year-old and i was trying to he loves like dramatic crazy stories and i always tell him like crazy things that that used to go down when we were younger and one of the crazy things i was telling him about was like these weirdo phone things that were stacked to the wall and then the phone booths (laughs) in the street that you'd have to talk on and how dirty they were and they were like little booths like and you put a quarter in it yes and i said if you had to call the next state you have to put like eight quarters he just thought it was all hilarious you know because he's really young and make it very dramatic but yeah we have grown up if we're you know your age my age in a time where things have drastically massively changed and it's great it's all really good but let me ask you how many guys did i mean i'm starting to harp on the escorting thing but i kind of like it because i've never spoken to a guy that had a pantyhose fetish that you know escorted as well on top of it it's super interesting you know how many guys do you think you saw during the time that you did you know take out take on those offers when they came your way Probably around thirty to forty-five. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And did you always um, charge five hundred? And did you? Wait, did I always what? Did you always try? Did you always charge five hundred? Um, I didn't. Uh, when I when it was like that situation, I I would I would keep it around that. Um, but if there were alter like for instance, like I never like tried getting fucked for money because. Most of the guys want to do it without a condom, and I'm like, not really sure yeah. you're going to be able to pay for my, you know, HIV medication for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, you know, the other things like you know, it was it was you know negotiables like a massage or you know like mutual jerk off, and then you know, of course, th- if there were you know times where you know I was attracted to them, like you know maybe it went down a little bit in price. I mean, what can I get? I mean, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. very case by case. Is case by case basis, but generally, I my rule was to keep it around that because I knew that if I didn't have some sort of like this was the base of what I was doing, that it would become something that would be psychologically damaging. Right, and that was the way that you kept it in its place, and it didn't overwhelm you, and like you said, it didn't become something that you didn't feel right about, and that and that yes. the way you had it set up for you, you did it, you were fine with it, this was fucking okay, and that's what I always say. Like I really feel like you know people set those moral boundaries, you know, boundaries themselves. You know what's right for you might yeah. not be right for somebody else. Like everyone has those, and I think what's more important than where your boundaries lie is that you don't cross them. And so, you know, for you, you doing, you know, having a guy suck your dick for 500 was fine, but maybe doing something more wasn't. And to me, it's more important not to do the things that make you feel bad about. And it's not so much what you're actually doing. Does that make sense? (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? It does. No, it makes total sense. And I was in a position where it was not something I was doing because I had to, it was because I wanted to. And that's the difference, I think. Yeah, When somebody has to do it, that's when things can become bad yeah it's also I just think like you know how you feel afterwards if you're doing something all the time and I always when I'm talking to callers who are doing things like whether it's cheating or something I always ask like how do you feel afterwards and if someone's like I feel fucking fine it's great for me like that's 
that's fine. That's like how you run your life and that's your, you know, your rules and regulations and as long as you follow them. The problem comes when someone's like doing something and they feel so guilty and so bad about it and they can't stop, you know. That's something that you have to tend to because like why the fuck, you know, and it maybe what they're doing is something that someone else doesn't feel bad about, but because they do, then it's not right for them, you know. So some cheaters, I, mean, I will but, try to I mean, talk them into stopping. Well, I'll tell you this much. I have very, very rarely met guys who seem to feel bad about cheating. And they, I mean, especially in the gay community, like, yeah. oh my God, fight for all this like gay marriage rights, you know, right to get married. And then it happens. And these motherfuckers are just not stopping. They're, they're married. And I'm like, well, okay, great. So <laughs> oh, God. what was the point really? Attacks yeah. like the what? Because that's what it is. Let's be honest. No, but let me ask you this. Are they having open relationships or are they cheating on the DL? This, this is what they're, this is what I've noticed. I, I, they, they're, okay, let's just say there's, there's husband A and husband B. Yeah. Husband A is the one who makes all the money. Husband B might be a few years younger, might be the better looking of the two. And guess which one is probably, is in the open relationship that, you know, that contacts you. It's never the one who's at work all day. But it is the one who seems to be like, you know, maybe a bit of a trophy. And I, it makes oh. me wonder. I'm like, you say that you're in an open relationship, but you do realize that both of you have to be aware of that in order for it to be an open relationship. Right. And it's either that or these guys are so their their entire like self-worth is based on the fact whether or not their husband's good looking or not. And they're willing to tolerate the a little behavior yeah 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 because they have that side piece and that's what they want it's important to them exactly mm-hmm. and so i couldn't do it for me cheating is non-negotiable i'm like i don't mind having like partners come in as for guests you know spots anything like that yeah but if you're at the point where you're lying to me yeah about yeah that's having a different story sex with mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. no thank you i'm out like that's that is a that's non-negotiable because if you're at that point just you approach somebody and you say i think that things are getting boring in the bedroom and then, you know, spice it up. But if that's the case, if you want your, you know, if you want to have whatever it is that I offer and then fuck on the side, that's just being greedy. You want the comfortable life that you've established in your social circle. And then you want the hot sex too. Not please. Uh-uh, not with me. But could some of it also be tied into the whole pantyhose fetish thing where maybe they can't bring that home to their relationship and that you is, are like that that fix because still a lot of people and I don't know what age these guys are but there's you know a lot of people of a certain age had to keep those kinds of things under wraps because you know of society and so maybe a lot of them are like I said just getting out their fix and they just don't have the balls enough to tell their guy what they're really into do you see that no it's you know, there is an element of that. And I have been with guys who have like, I could, I know that that's the situation. Yeah. And where like, for instance, there are even guys who have told their husbands about it and the husbands reacted negatively. Yeah. And then when that happens, that's a different story because if somebody is refusing to give you, you know, what you need at home, mm-hmm. then you can't really be upset if the, you know, that they're, you know, going to get what they need elsewhere because that's, that's, not really you know, fulfilling your duties as a partner, as a husband, if you're f- outright denying your your husband's fetish yeah. simply because you are annoyed or dislike it. Because again, it's it's not like uh, they're asking for anything crazy. It's not like people, you know, like there's a lot worse that could be asked of you than, hey, can I wear and you wear with me? Not that not that scary on the like the realm, the spectrum of fetishes. No, I know. I always talk about that to um, my guys that are wearing hose. And, you know, as a woman, I try to explain how women feel. But there is a difference when it comes to men. It's it's a big deal. I learned firsthand by by the experiences that I've had with my interactions with men. I knew a long time ago that this thing was way more common than people realized. I mean, I would talk to guys who were devastated by the fact they had this fetish, Mm -hmm. that they would call it like they would refer to it as crack or, you know, something that was destroying their lives that was eating at them. They were ashamed of it. It was, it was, you know, like a problem for them. Like it was a genuine, like, I hate this part about myself. And I remember thinking like, that's not something that is a hateable characteristic. 
that is not the sign of a bad person. And it would make me so sad to know that that people were just locking it up. So now with shows like yours, you're providing a, a space that's giving, you know, men a chat to dialogue. Like the other night we, we had a group of phone call regarding my site. There were three guys on the phone and we're three fetishists and we're just, you know, yakking about pantyhose as though it were sports or the news. Yeah. Like it was mm-hmm. really funny that it was sort of this non, it was, it was this controversial thing that was not controversial and it felt right. It was, it was a very fun moment. Just, you know, that should be your podcast. Just, Do that on your podcast. Oh, we, oh, we will. I yeah. Mean, like, that's it, the rap great, that people but, are going to love to hear. That's great. And, and you, you know, shows like yours have really brought an eye to it that has not been seen before, especially with you being a woman. It helps. It really does. Yeah. Because you can, you can hear it all day from a guy, but when you hear a woman expressing her opinions and they're positive, it means a lot to the listeners. And most of the guys out there are either, you know, like being gay is, is not the, the usual uh, listener. They're either straight or they're bi, you know, that's mm-hmm. the majority of them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's great. I think what you did, I mean, I, and I found a lot of insightful and wonderful uh, connections through it uh, alone. So you're doing a, a public service and you are all doing it well. I mean, it's, I feel reason, I, I have the same part of me that you have in that. I, I think it's so wrong to judge somebody for what they're fucking into sexually. Like it just, I have a lot of empathy for other people. Like I could sometimes just feel other people's feelings. It's almost like a problem, you know? So I just really hate that. Mm-hmm. Like something came up about my son the other day and I was like, I would never, the, I, you know, it's so important for me to never let him think anything about him is wrong, you know, because like stuff like right. that was put on all of us when our, we were younger. And that is the oh, worst yeah. thing you could do is to just tell somebody that, they're not okay for being who they are. And if they... Yeah, they're so, a freak. Yeah, and that's bullshit. Like, you know, it's something I instill in my son. It's something that I actually, you know, do, accept him for who he is and I make sure he would feel that way about everybody else because that is what's most important. And that, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't feel that way. But I think it's important that we all get to that place. And that's why I do think the younger generation is is better at that. And they're more open minded yes. and more evolved in that they understand it. Because like, if you really think about it, like, who cares? I don't know. Why? Why, do you, yeah. why would you care? Why would you think it's something exactly, different? You know what I mean? This is like, it, yeah, I mean, it, there'd be guys who are like, I don't want to post pictures of my face online, because I'm afraid of, you know, people finding out. Totally. And I would say, do you know who's going to find out if they stumble upon this picture of you? Oh uh, yeah, this is unless someone else like unless you. Unless you're famous, yeah, yeah. Unless you're famous, there's only one way you're going to come across other pictures of guys in pantyhose, and that's if you're looking them up. Exactly. And I promise, if they find you online and they know you, they're going to be calling you, but it won't be to expose you. It'll be to see if you can hang out. Like that's what the phone call will be. Right. Like nobody's ever going to out a person. You know in that way it just doesn't happen because then they're outing themselves and wait really quick and then we have to wrap it up and i just feel so bad but we're gonna have to do a part three because you're gonna when you have your podcast you're gonna come back on but didn't you also when you had your site wasn't there a quote-unquote celebrity on there that you noticed i mean you didn't out him right um well i he this this person didn't they didn't cover up a tattoo that they sent of me with a picture of them wearing pantyhose and they afterwards they wrote and they were like, "Can you remove that tattoo?" And, and and I didn't really say anything, but I recognized the tattoo. And then I sort of reverse engineered where this person lived, and then I was aware that they were who they were. And um, I, you know, and I and I feel a little bad for doing that, but I also like cyberstalk like everybody. Like I don't <laughs> care who they are. But you didn't it's out fun. them. I mean, that's okay. Like you no, just look no, for no, yourself no, 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 is no. what you're doing for your. I mean, he already had kind of outed himself by putting the thing. So you went and looked. Yeah, figured out who it was. It was for and giggle. I like to, you know, I just I'm a nosy person. Like I'm a journalist. I'm nosy. It's it's who I am. But I don't do anything out of malice. But yeah, there was a there is a uh, uh, there is a celebrity that yeah. is known for. Uh, you know, uh, being in the film industry, let's say, and uh, they have that fetish. And yeah. uh, I say, you know, I'm not Tarantino. sure what the marriage no, situation I'm, is. <laughs> I want to guess. Quentin Tarantino? No, <laughs> no. Um, it is not Quentin Tarantino. Uh, He's into but feet. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. If that was, 
something he dug. But I also feel like Quentin would put it in the movies because Lord yeah. knows he's got a thing for. Yeah, exactly. I just think a lot of people that have the feet thing do tend to fall into the pantyhose thing a lot of the time. So, you know, you wonder, but, you know, I could guess for days, but I think it's interesting that you were able to figure it out. But that's the whole thing is that, you know, whether they're celebrities, whether they're regular people, whether it's your grandfather or your uncle or your son or your best friend, you know. Guys wear fucking hose. I always say yeah. it. Put a next time you're in a room with fifty guys, lock the door. Okay, don't tell them you're going to do this beforehand. But lock them all in a room and force them all to drop their drawers. Okay, <laughs> most likely one of those guys is wearing fucking pantyhose. Okay, that's yeah. what I. Oh, think. No, not one. I mean, I. That's how that many do you very, think would is- be wearing in fifty? What? How many in fifty? I think how maybe just 50? one. Yeah, how many in every 50 I think five. guys? Five. You think it's think that five. big? Okay, that's interesting. It depends on where you are. If you're like in Florida, no. Right. But if you're in a place like London or where it's cold. Yeah. I mean, I'll just tell you this much. I have had little, like, and I'm we're talking like, I mean, I have not had sex without pantyhose on since 2015. Right. And I've been with quite a few. Uh-huh. And it has never been an issue, like maybe except for once or twice. And, and then I'm just like, well, get out. You're boring. Yeah. Convincing them to wear with me. And yeah. it, it's, 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 it's something that it is not that strange to think about because like, think about it. You're a man. There is no analog to pantyhose in a man's wardrobe. If you see a pair of pantyhose as a man, you can't help but wonder yeah. what they feel like. Uh-huh. Because you don't have anything to compare it to. Right. Unless you are, you know, completely like a, you know, dullard and you have no imagination. But I think every guy has seen tights and, you know, the way they look. And if you like how they look, even on a woman, I find it impossible to believe that you haven't even once considered what they feel like on you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's to me, it's, you know, they're pretty easy. It's easy to understand. They make the legs look better. They make, they feel good. I mean, what other, what other things are needed to, to really qualify something for fun in bed. It looks good. It feels good. I mean, that's, that's like uh, bread and butter as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like the icing on the, on the top of the cherry or the, on the cake, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you, I think it's so great that you're starting your own podcast. Uh, you'll be back on for sure when you start it. And I will go on your guys show for sure. Yes. I think people should go check out pantyhoseking.com. I will uh, post this in the description. I might air this on my regular channel for Fetish Fridays. You know, it's always such an interesting conversation with you. I think you're perfect to do a podcast because what I love about you that's like me is like you really like the psychology behind it and you really like to break it apart and you definitely are very, you know, opinionated in what you think, which I think you need. I don't don't get people that think opinions are wrong. I think they're great and you should fucking have them and you have so many and I think it's great that your voice will be out there uh, doing a show and so you know we'll have you back on and everyone should go check out his website pantyhoseking.com is there anything else you want to give a shout out for um, i would just like to give a shout out to you because you are directly responsible for the uh the idea happening and so uh this uh, we will be dedicating it to you because oh it is, i uh, love that it was an inspiration and it was and you said it right you you should do a, a podcast too and i thought well I, I, that's a good idea. And then McShear approached me and said, I'd love to get involved and bing, bang, boom. Love it. And I love that you're fucking doing it. You know what I mean? That you're doing it. You already have the stuff bought, like just do it. And I know you're going to do it the way you have to, which is consistently and, you know, to the end and don't Mm -hmm. stop and really get it up and running. I think that's awesome. The fact that a sentence I said would make that happen. I love it. You know, I do my show because I like to help people and, you know, so it's just like, it's pay it forward. You know what I mean? That's how, what I believe. So I love that you're doing all that great stuff. I love that your website is back up and running. You are the pantyhose king again. You keep moving forward. Keep me posted on everything. And thanks so much for calling back in. Thank you very much. Uh, It was great. It was great, too. Okay, we'll talk soon again. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. 
If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.